0: Dr No Sleep. Hey everybody, would you like to get access to an extra bonus episode every Saturday? If so, check out my Patreon page at patreon.com/drnosleep where I will be posting exclusive bonus episodes every Saturday, only available to my exclusive Dr No Sleep Patreon supporters. That's patreon.com/drnosleep. For only $5 per month, you will get access to a total of four extra bonus episodes every month on my Patreon page. You will also be directly helping support the creation of new horror stories for future Dr. No Sleep episodes. Your support would mean so much to me since I am a small podcast with very minimal outside funding. Thank you so much for your consideration, and now back to the story. There I lay frozen in bed, as I had a hundred times before, but it started out as a waking nightmare had become little more than a mild annoyance. Sleep paralysis, always occurring as I awoke from a bad dream. I darted my eyes around the dark room, trying to figure out what time it was, wondering if I should try to move my body or make a futile attempt to return to sleep. Then I felt the pressure build up within my chest, as if someone was crushing it with their own weight. I knew it to be little more than my imagination. So it didn't particularly scare me, but it felt uncomfortable nonetheless. But on that night in particular the sleep paralysis simply wouldn't fade. I was trapped within my limp body, unable to even call out for help, as the words I produced merely formed whispers. Then I noticed something I hadn't seen before, a strange shadow standing in the corner of my room. I tried to figure out whether it came from a lamp casting a strange shadow, but if that were the case, why hadn't I seen it before? Then the shadow moved ever so slightly. What had been a projection on the wall was then a figure standing in my room, I felt adrenaline build up in my blood. Hallucinations weren't unheard of during episodes of sleep paralysis, but I'd never experienced them myself. I tried to wriggle my body around, but it wouldn't respond. The shadow took a step in my direction, and mild fear had turned to mind-shattering panic. I forced as much air out of my lungs, calling out for help. Next thing I know, the lights turn on and my parents come rushing in to check on me. Eric, what is going on? My mother screamed my dad standing next to her with a baseball bat. I sat up in bed, finally freed, and observed the suddenly empty corner. Had it all been a dream? I, I, I just had a bad dream, I think. I thought I saw something standing in the corner, I said as I tried to catch my breath. My bed was soaked in what I could only pray was sweat, but in the grand scheme of what I'd just experienced, it didn't really matter. The nightmares are getting worse, my mom asked. I nodded. They were always the same, Always the car crash with my grandparents. Their blood splattered upon my face as I cried. I had caused the accident, not on purpose, but I'd cried enough to distract them. At the age of four, I just didn't know any better. There they lay, bleeding out, but still trying to comfort me because I was scared. Those were the images haunting me in my dreams each and every night. Those were the nightmares that forced my body to stop functioning. My mom sighed. I think we need to schedule another appointment with Dr. Burke. I agreed. He'd been able to help me through the trauma, though only to a certain degree. With his help, I'd been able to get back in a car without having a mental breakdown. I'd known him for the better part of my life, and though I'd just turned 18, technically not within his scope of therapy, I wouldn't have accepted help from anyone else. Hello, Eric. It has been a while since we last saw each other. How's it going? He greeted me as I entered his office. At that moment, it seemed so childish. He was a psychiatrist both for children and teenagers, and though I technically fit within that realm, I wanted to be treated as an adult. Still, I sat down and talked to him, going over the nightmares as I had so many times before. Back as a kid, he'd mainly been treating my post-traumatic stress disorder with the idea that the nightmares would vanish alongside my anxiety. He wasn't a particularly big fan of medications for kids, so we'd been working under the theory of cognitive behavioral theory. Despite all that, The nightmares persisted. I know I've told you we'd stay away from medications for as long as possible, but now that you're an adult, it might be time to take the next step. I was skeptical, but in the end, I did trust the man. What kind of drugs? I asked. Just a mild antidepressant. If we can get your sleep under control, I'm hoping the sleep paralysis will vanish alongside the nightmares. I'll give them a shot, I guess, I said, still not convinced. The thing about SSRIs is that they might need some time to work. Typically, you'll notice an improvement within a couple of weeks. But until then, you need to keep taking them, as long as you're not experiencing any side effects, of course. He wrote me a prescription and sent me on my way. A mild glimmer of hope had been ignited within me, though it remained overshadowed by my lack of belief in medication. But I knew he was an educated man with years of experience. i diligently take my pills and pray for a good night's sleep. That night, I took my first pill and slipped into a deep sleep. Coincidentally, not only would the antidepressant help with my nightmares, but as a side effect, it would make me tired, which meant it kind of doubles a sleeping tablet. I felt myself fade into a dreamless darkness. It was a void where I was rid of any weight, floating in nothing except for infinite peace. I remained extraordinarily lucid throughout the experience, never once forgetting the fact that I was indeed sleeping. I just felt calm, content with my own existence. And so I would remain until my body finally landed back in bed and I opened my eyes. I was paralyzed, my mind frozen inside my useless body. Not that it bothered me too much though. Just having a peaceful moment of sleep was worth the paralysis. I looked around the room as usual, trying to figure out the time. Then I saw it again, a shadow standing in the corner, but it was closer than last time. I could even make out its basic humanoid silhouette. Help! I let out with merely a whisper, but there was no one there to listen. My parents were fast asleep, and I was alone with the strange shadow that was moving just slightly closer than it had last time. Then I shot up in bed. The room suddenly cleared of all malicious entities. I could move, but that time at least I hadn't screamed. I peeked over at the time. It had just passed three in the morning, which meant I had a long night ahead of me. Despite the horrific experience with the creature, I was content that the nightmares had vanished, and if the medication still needed time to function, I felt confident that the paralysis would be removed too. How did you sleep? My mom asked as I came down for breakfast. I slept, all right. Still had sleep paralysis, saw some weird things, but no nightmares. That's great, she exclaimed in joy. Why aren't you happy? It's just that thing. It was the same as last night, I said. "'A monster?' she asked. "'I think so. "'I'm not sure. "'Eric, you know your mind can play tricks on you "'when you're tired. "'Hallucinations are normal with sleep paralysis. "'We went over it all together.' "'I knew she was right, but it felt all too real. "'Still, I was almost excited to sleep. "'So when nightfall washed away "'the blinding rays of sunlight, "'I took my medication and headed back to bed. "'Once again, I slipped into the empty void. "'It was just me and my thoughts.' "'All the horrors of the world didn't matter, "'as long as I could just stay in that blissful place. "'Just like last night, I was free from the nightmares, "'but once my body regained consciousness, "'I paralyzed back in my bed. "'I immediately glimpsed over at the corner, "'and sure enough, the creature was there, "'closer than ever before. "'The being that had once been a mere silhouette "'suddenly had more human features, though twisted, wrong. "'It was unnaturally tall, "'slim with twisted fingers containing far too many joints.' took a step closer, and I could hear its raspy voice and putrid breath fill the room. I put every ounce of willpower into moving a finger, then my arm. With a few excruciatingly challenging movements, I was finally able to sit up, and with that, the monster was gone. It's just a hallucination, I kept telling myself as I inspected the empty room. It's still better than the nightmares. So I diligently went on with the therapy, and each night, I'd slip into the same unconscious void, drifting further and further into the darkness. But no matter how far I sank, I would always awake paralyzed with the creature getting closer each night. Before long, I could feel its humid breath on my face and the sound of its creaking fingers stretch out as if trying to reach me. Its face was still shrouded in the darkness, only its hands were close enough for me to make out any specific details. The skin was charred with deep fissures that were actively bleeding, drops falling onto the floor below. His hand was just a few inches away from my face and its stench immediately assaulted my nostrils. With that, I shot up in bed and the creature had once again vanished. But despite being safe, my body remained in panic mode. I jumped out of bed and pulled open each and every door, curtains, cupboards. Then I checked under the bed. And as I kneeled down, I felt something wet brush against my foot. It was blood, just a few drops of the putrid liquid that had poured out from the monster's hand. It was all real. I tried to tell my parents, begged to visit my grandparents for just a couple of days to escape the entity, but they refused. They saw the blood, but it didn't exactly look normal. It was too thick and lumpy. So they figured I'd just spilled something. Instead of helping, they just booked me another appointment with Dr. Burke. I knew I sounded insane, but it was real. So I decided to stay awake until I could come up with a plan. I didn't have any close enough friends I could sneak over to, but of course, that wasn't a permanent solution. While the first day went fine i was still no closer to finding a plan and as the 72nd hour rolled around i drifted off to sleep sitting on a chair in the kitchen with a cup of poorly made coffee in my hand as always i drifted through the dreamless void before being shoved back into physical existence i was lying on the floor in the kitchen after having fallen off the chair i was paralyzed and the being was standing closer than ever before His face was finally visible and it was little more than a solid block of meat with sharp teeth sticking out here and there. There were multiple small holes on its head, each containing a tiny tendril that wriggled around like a trapped worm. Tomorrow, it whispered with a harsh broken voice. That was last night. And though I fear for my life, I'm still dead tired. I can't stay awake much longer. Even if I do, I don't think it's enough to hold back the monster anymore. By this time tomorrow, I will be dead. And once I'm gone, the creature will just latch onto someone else. So if you wake up paralyzed, just keep your eyes closed. Pretend there's nothing there until it gets bored and leaves. It's your only chance. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're listening on Spotify, don't forget to hit that follow button to get notified every time a new episode is released. Also, please take a second to leave a rating for the podcast. This is so important to help the podcast grow. Thank you.